Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy Anthony alongside the best Big 3 account in the entire universe. Big 3 News, a.k.a. Will, back with another edition of The Fourth Man. And we have some exciting stuff going on in the league. Thank you for tuning back in to episode 30. Will, how's it going? Are Are you pretty pumped at this point in February? I'm pumped. I mean, what a day, man. What a day. Yeah, couldn't have said that better, and we're going to get into all of that here, all the news containing the Big 3 festivities and the Big 3 offseason and how, how we're going to be gearing up for a big season four. But first, if you want to find the show on Twitter or Instagram, it's at 4th Man Pod. If you want to find our personal handles, it's at A underscore Siggy, and of course, at Big 3 News. You guys know the deal there, and pretty cool addition two-hour show you can now find us every thursday on dash radio on the nothing but net channel so if you're tuned in there today welcome to the show yo shout out dash radio listeners yeah absolutely i'm glad that we get to be a part of such a prestigious network and really just looking to continue to expose the brand of the big three and continue to grow that that fandom and continue to get people on board with the league how we are you know we really want this we know that it's going to be a big year but we're hoping that more people are going to be able to find out so super excited for this episode obviously we have a lot to talk about so it's going to be a fun one man i'm really excited first off will how how was your day because i know you had a pretty <laughs> tumultuous day between oh man school and the schedule release you said you were you were really hoping for it not to drop before 12 and sure enough they dropped it, it before yeah. 12 so let's just kind of well, go me, through so where you were at when the schedule dropped yeah, here yeah, yeah. so let me explain to you my thought process uh with everything so because i had off on monday for uh president's day um i had a monday schedule on tuesday so the way that my classes work it's monday wednesday and then tuesday thursday so I have the same schedule Monday, Wednesday, as I do the same schedule Tuesday, Thursday. So this particular week, because we had Monday off, we had to make up those classes and for whatever they decided, screw the Tuesday, Thursday classes. Um, I had a Monday, Wednesday schedule, Tuesday, Thursday. So I did the Monday, Wednesday schedule and they came and during one of my classes, they came out with all of the information about um, the, the draft and the combine and all that. And I just feel like just from from covering this leagues like for three years, man, that's like that's like the money spot. That's like the Goldilocks zone. They always seem to drop their news at like the Goldilocks like, zone. Yes, I love between that. like like eleven, like ten forty five, like eleven thirty in the morning. That's when the stuff. If something's gonna go down, that's when it goes down. So. So that happened. I was like, I knew this was going to happen. Oh, my God. But it's whatever. It's fine. Uh, I had my computer out taking notes or whatever. So I was able to do what I had to do. Air um, quotes, but then, taking notes. Right. Well, <laughs> you know, I was taking notes. Uh, so anyway, but then uh, 
so I was like, all right, cool. The schedule's going to come out. If same thing happens, whatever, I'll I'll be able to take care of it. I had stuff set up, so all I had to do was just plug in the dates and the cities. Um, and then even that, I screwed up. Um, but but then I was like, oh no, wait, I have uh, a a presentation type thing in my morning class where you're not allowed to have be on your laptop, so I can't have oh, that. No. Um, and then I have a test. I'm like, so if this happens during any of that time, which I knew I knew it was going to, I was like, not I'm going to miss it. And not only am I going to miss it by like 20 minutes, I'm going to miss it by like an hour. And then at that point, it's like not even. Is it even it. news anymore after an hour? It's not. It's not it's even not news. Big three news. That's what I'll, I'll say. <laughs> no, no, it's not. <laughs> so luckily, it, it I kind of got it in this like you know. I had I was able to catch it and do what I had to do between classes or whatever, which was fine. Um, and then for those of you that wish me good luck on my accounting test uh, last night, well, I bombed it. So thanks. I thought you said it was. Uh, math but anyway, uh, how was? Well, it's an accounting test. I guess it all is kind of the same category there. Basically, it's like you know, it's like it's like business math. But before but we, anyway, yeah, before we bore everybody with your accounting with math stories, <laughs> stop. That's not where I was going. I feel like you're always assumptive that I'm talking shit about what's going on in your life. Let's let's just let's just be clear here. I envy what you are doing right now. I would much rather be back in school. I think than be uh, working. No, no. <laughs> Anyways, regardless, you got the news out. The schedule is here. And there's some there's some good stuff with throughout the schedule. Some good cities that haven't been visited yet by the big three that are going to fine see cities. the league in season four. So it looks like the season's gonna start on June twentieth in Memphis at the FedEx Forum and will conclude on August twenty ninth for the championship game in Detroit. So I'm loving that. In between all of that we got New York. Washington, D.C., Minneapolis, Hartford, Sacramento, Miami, Chicago, Portland for the first play- or for the playoffs. And then, like I said, Detroit at the end. So it looks like we have, what, six new cities here listed here? So very yes. cool. Yeah, it's cool that we're really getting to touch different parts of the U.S. Absolutely. I, I have to – And I, if you – depending on what stadium they go to in New York, if it's MSG, true. you could have seven new arenas. Well, yeah, that's very true. And, you know, in the past I would say, uh, I don't know if they're a really able – or they're really going to be able to get MSG. But, you know, we didn't think they would get D.C. That's that's a place that – a venue that they've been having trouble acquiring at least a little time there. But they got it done this year. So maybe they're really working on an MSG there and Barclays is kind of the backup plan. Your initial reaction to seeing all this, are you satisfied with it? Do you wish there was a little bit more? Do you wish that we were going to a few other places that we've been in the past that we've certainly seen a lot of big three fans come out to? I mean, um, I will say this. Uh, I know I re- I recognize that it's very hard, obviously, to get all this done. And, uh, you know, with such a tight schedule that they're on, I understand that they make the most of what they can. But I, I do feel for the people in Dallas um, I feel for the people in Atlanta. I feel for the people in LA. I absolutely could understand the frustration of um, not having games 
in, especially when you follow the league and you had every intention of going out, but now you don't have any games that you could reasonably get to. I do 100% feel for those people. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's just more of a feel because, you know, the big three has consistently gone to those cities throughout the first three seasons. But, hey, I mean, right. I mean, we got to think about some of these other cities. I think Portland was really advocating this year for the big three to come to the Moda Center. Oh, yeah. You know, I think Sacramento is going to be a good reunion for some of these players in the league. DC's obviously one that a lot of people were really hoping the big three would come to. DC's going to be huge. I think mostly with the Gilbert Arenas cl- uh, connection there, but just just in general, you know, I think that's a good basketball town as well. Super stoked for Memphis. You know, that's that's a venue that I've been to. I really like the FedEx Forum. I think it's very fan-centric there just because it's a little bit – tighter you know it's not as as wide or big of an arena so i think that one's going to be a really fun one too so we have some really good cities on here that not only are the venues going to be really fun but people are going to get to and big three players maybe as well are going to get to explore you know new cities and and different attractions in these cities and just you know overall the, the cities you know as a whole get uh explored more and get put on the map a little bit more whether whether it be by you know a a basketball basketball league like the NBA or or like the Big Three, so super stoked for this. This is going to be a really good season, and obviously it does suck that we're not playing on both days because we did get more cities out that way. But you know, in a sense, you know, it makes us. I think I would say as fans, one, it gives us a reason to travel, right? It gives us a reason to go out and hopefully go see one of these games to the closest city, if it's not in our own city. But I I think. Two is that we're really going to appreciate when the league comes to town a little bit more, to our town a little bit more, because we now know that it's going to be a very selective process throughout throughout the rest of the time of the league, as long as we go by this type of, of scheduling uh, on on just like one day a week. So really stoked for for it. I think there's a lot of big news to come after this, and you know, obviously we have also gotten the release dates of the open tryout the combine and the draft which looks like it's going to be a kind of a three-day event are you i guess does that make sense why why they are doing that in la and then not actually coming to the league for or actually not coming to la for an actual game but they're coming to it at least for some of the off-season festivities yeah well i think the main thing is that um they they're headquartered in LA. Um, so I think that's probably the main reason why the, the draft and the combine is there and the tryouts, just because it's going to be such a, such like a spectacle and such like a, a project this year. Um, I think it probably makes the most sense to just be as close to headquarters as possible for them in like a corporate sense. So I would, I would think that that's why they're in LA. Well, do you feel like maybe that, cause you know, in the past we know, we know that big three prospects don't show up to the combine for different reasons, right? But do you feel yeah. like it takes away some of the temptations for some of these big three prospects when they're in a city like Vegas, for instance? You know, and make some uh, folk like. Do you feel like they want those guys to be a little bit more honed in? And LA is maybe a better spot to do that at. No, I mean, I, you know. I think that these guys, you know what I mean? If you're showing up and you're really serious about doing this, I don't think it matters what city you're in. I, I, I really don't think that they think about that. 
Yeah, no, I, I I think that makes sense. I think I think I just wanted to at least throw that out there because I think that for me personally, you I know, think it's a fair point. Yeah, I think for me personally, temptations definitely do rise when you're in a city, especially like Vegas. You know, Vegas just has something left and right. Not saying that LA is not a great city and doesn't have a lot of attractions, but definitely Vegas can be a little bit more tempting to stay out the night before than say in LA. So a lot of a lot of cool things going on. It looks like the big three, you know is not only trying to move this thing just in places that they've been before, but really trying to spread their wings a little bit and move out throughout the United States. So it's going to be going to be a really fun year. I think they kicked it off really well. And I think, Will, for for us, I think, you know, I don't, I don't want to say we were concerned, but we were definitely wondering, you know, when this kind of stuff was going to drop. So I'm really expecting some more stuff, you know, on the horizon, whether it be some splash alerts, um, you know, maybe, maybe some new additions to the league, you know? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see if this opens the floodgates, um, you know, cause a hundred percent, like, uh, we were definitely kind of like, you know, starting to look at each other. Cause I know what, it was last episode, right? We were just looking at like the dates of the splash alerts from last year and we were like, Oh wow. Like there's definitely a lot more, uh, activity last off season than this off season. But it sounds like I think the most important development, well, not the most important, but one of the most interesting developments that came was from when uh, Jeff Kwanitz tweeted out when they released all the information about the combine that he said there are a ton of guys, a ton of new uh, high-profile guys that are joining the league. Yeah. So he almost said that in a way as if it was done deals. Yeah, as if they had most of those contracts already locked up and maybe they were had one or right. two on, still on the offering table. Yeah, for sure. I mean, listen, we've been speculating a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, there's that's pretty much all you can do throughout the offseason as long as the big threes. So maybe some of these speculations will come into real life and we'll get to see some of these players like Monte Ellis, Zach Randolph, Dwayne Wade. Is that is that crazy to say Dwayne Wade? I mean I don't think it's crazy, man. I, I feel like each day it's coming more and more of a possibility. I mean Dwayne Wade could definitely use redemption after that after that all all star game debacle. Yeah. So, you know, taking it to the court, that would be a pretty good way to redeem himself for sure. And I think we've seen a couple of these big players come out. And kind of acknowledge, you know, the the schedule coming out. We saw, I think Nick Young was one of them. You know, I think Ben Gordon was another one. Ben Gordon's an interesting name out there. He seems, he seems like so. I'm, <laughs> I'm a little intrigued by Ben Gordon because he almost comes across as, well, I can play if I want, but, you know, I'm I'm, I can go like, play yeah, somewhere maybe. else as well. <laughs> it's like, are you too good for the league or? Or are you not? I mean, I'm confused. Do you have other offers on the table, or are you just hoping that the big three is going to come calling your name because they haven't yet? I'm I'm very confused by that one. Well, it it sounded like from what from at least his responses to people was it sounded like they put an offer on the table, um, but it uh, I guess it it's not his first choice. Um, so and it seems like it from what he said. I mean, he he told somebody straight up. He said, "I might go play somewhere else for more money." So, you know, so I'm assuming that he's trying to figure out other options for more money. And if that falls through or for whatever reason, then he's going to join the big three. But for right now, I think he's, you know, it's not option number one, which, you know, like I can respect. Yeah, I can, I can respect too. the honesty. Sure. Yeah, I definitely want him to be transparent as much as 
possible because you definitely don't get that every day from big three players. But I was trying to, you know, 36 year, 36 years old right now. Trying to see where he played last. Last played I for the Texas say... Legends. So he was playing in the developmental league. Yeah. So his last team he played with was with the Magic in 2015. I can't imagine that his offer on the table would be international. I mean, it could be. I mean, it definitely could be, but... To I think with... it absolutely is. Oh, just 100% just like that? <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think so. I mean, I doubt that he's getting... Uh... I mean, I doubt he's talking about a G League team. So maybe it's just a sense he's... of, does he feel like going overseas or does he want to stay in the u.s right Maybe i mean it could really be um, out. yeah i mean it could be china he could be looking at china I mean, and maybe uh who's going this to whole china thing that's right going now. on with the corona well right but maybe the whole thing with the coronavirus he's trying to see like maybe he really wants to go there and that was plan a but now he's like oh well if that doesn't work out maybe i'll just play in the big three for a summer i mean china gives out some pretty they do some pretty hefty contracts some, right? they give out the bags yeah yeah I mean, definitely not just one bad, like two or three for sure. A couple, at least, at least a couple. That's two. <laughs> a couple. That's two. Ah, uh, well, it depends. No, it doesn't depend. It's it's two. Yeah, it depends. Depends on your lifestyle. There's a reason you failed your accounting test today. I can see it now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh, so definitely some interesting stuff that has come out today. I think. You know, besides everything, you know, we talked a little bit about this last week with the NBA implementing some of the the big threes rules, XFL implementing some of the big threes rules. I just want to say shout out to Stephen A and, and the rest of First Take. I think it was super cool that for the oh, first yeah, time awesome. really on ESPN that they actually discussed the big three and if it should get credit or not. He just flat out said, yes, of course. He's been trying to. He's been trying to market this thing forever, and this dude's not getting enough credit for what he's doing, what he's testing the waters with, and and uh, you know essentially putting on the line for. He's probably putting tons of money towards this and testing out a ton of different things that other business owners might not do. So, and, and clearly it's worked, you know. And now now we've seen the NBA do it. Now we, uh, you know, I think I just got an update today that the NBA is looking to continue to ride ride the wave and implement the same type of all-star game festivities next year. You know, and I think a lot of that was pioneered for the big three. So kudos to Stephen A, you know, and Max and the rest of first, first Take for just giving credit where credit's due. I thought that was super cool. No, absolutely. Um, I mean, I think it was really cool and really important what he said where he was like uh, – it's like it's on us as a media to give them more attention. So listen, man, I'd love to wake up on weekdays during the summer and hear first take talking about and debating uh, big three topics. You know, I think that would be awesome. So ho- hopefully, you know, hopefully they're good on their word and, you know, we start seeing the big three more on ESPN. Because, I mean, I understand that it was broadcast. And everyone who I say this to is like, dude, it's obvious because they have the broadcasting rights. But I just feel like the XFL is getting so much publicity. Yeah, I mean, from, not just from ESPN. Just, but from, like, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And I understand that fo- football is still king. Like, football is football in this country. Sure. Um, and it might change one day, but, you know, it, you are, they always say, you know, our baseball is America's pastime. I disagree. 
I think it's football. And I think you could just tell just because of how excited and how willing everybody was was to just accept that the XFL is now this new league that you now we all love and we all got to watch every week. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. It I I just I hope that the big three because just because the big three is so unique and it's so innovative and there's just so many good things happening, not not just in it but around it and there's so many good storylines and so many good people involved and it's so it's becoming more and more entertaining. Um, I just hope that we start to get. They hope that well, I say we, but I hope that they start to get uh, noticed for it. I I do too. And here's here's my problem a little bit, you know, because here's here's my problem with the XFL getting so much publicity. I understand that football is is pretty much America's pastime, like you were saying. I I do think that it's conquered conquered the MLB, and that that slogan's just never going to leave the MLB. Obviously, it's grandfathered in, but I do think football is king in America. However, I my problem is is that with these complimentary football leagues in the spring, or, you are an AAF veteran. I mean, I, I'm not even just speaking on the AAF. I'm speaking on multiple leagues in the past, even the XFL in the past, that we have seen start and fail on multiple occasions. And yes, I know people love new leagues. I know people. And excitement builds when something is being started for the first time. Franchises are getting going for the first time. However, that being said, I still don't feel like even the big three, when it it was first announced, I, I think there was definitely excitement and hype around it. But I don't feel like it was to the same extent as the XFL. And that's where I have the problem in, in saying we've seen football leagues prior, besides the NFL, try this and fail consistently how can you continue to just put so much attention toward uh, toward these leagues that we just haven't seen stick around and we're seeing the big three not only how innovative it is but how consistent they are and how well it's working to where they look like they're a league that's going to last for a long time absolutely and i think that's ultimately where my problem lies is that i i love i love new stuff just like everybody else does i mean you know shiny new toy something that you get to learn about and educate yourself on and can ultimately be a veteran from the start and see all the history being made up until the point of your last minute but I can't get behind something or something similar that's just consistently failed time after time after time. I'm going to just I I just can't. So I'm hoping yeah. I'm I'm really hoping that season 4 you know we and I, I I'm saying we too, but I'm really hope that they take as the big 3 takes that jump in season 4 like I think they are going to. I hope that the media and the attention also follow suit. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think the most important thing is um, that there there's no big three content being created right now. And by that, I mean, um, there's no highlights. There's no games being played. So, you know, we're talking about it, and the schedule just came out, so it got buzzed. But, you know what I mean, the, a schedule, even when the XFL schedule came out, people talked about it for a day, and then it kind of faded away. Once the games start going, it'll be a, a pretty huge indication of 
how much buzz it's getting. But I mean, to be fair, you know, uh, you know, last season, if you think about it, I mean, Joe Johnson was at the forefront of like it was kind of like Joe Johnson was the face of basketball for that summer, you know. Yeah. And I mean, besides the fact that it was, I think it was a it was a crazy NBA offseason. So I think that was always story number one. Like Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, Anthony Davis. That was, but I mean, that's the NBA. So they're always going to get the headlines. But I think that Joe Johnson was a prevalent figure, you know? For and sure. So I think, and I think that, you know, whatever happens next season, um, it, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see if having all the games on one day affects it. Um, but I think that once once there's games starting to be played, once people are starting to win and hit big shots and cross people up and there's highlights and people are messing up and there's stuff that we can like and retweet and share and highlights we can post on television, um, I think it's just tough because it's such a long off season too. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And, and you're right, it is hard. And I think what would even help a little bit more, and I know Joe Johnson, the season he had was phenomenal and unbelievable but there were a lot of guys last year who were really good i mean i think a ton of guys you know i mean i i think you know for instance like will bynum he had the fake sham god obviously that was a huge hit obviously that was something very innovative in a league of innovation but you gotta remember that will bynum also set the scoring record for a game and i felt like that got attention for mostly from his peers and i feel like it only got attention for a few hours i mean yeah that right there is an incredible feat and I know the league's only been around for three years, but he scored what thirty-four points there, thirty-three yeah. points. I mean, well, here in a game that goes to fifty. Yeah, I always tell people that if you want to, because when people are, whenever people who don't necessarily follow the league ask me about the big three and we get into stats, I always say do this. I always say, imagine an NBA game going to a hundred, right? That's a pretty average NBA game. Nowadays, it's even more. Like the, I'd say the average games go to like 110, 120. But like, let's keep it simple. The game goes to 100. Like big three games only go to 50. So if Reggie Evans is averaging, uh, you know, 12 points and 11 rebounds, he's actually averaging uh, 24 points, 22 rebounds if you're talking about NBA. Like that's how significant it is. So like when we say like, oh, a guy's averaging 15 points and you're like, he's averaging 50 points. Okay. Yes. But the games are to 50. So if you want to figure, if you want to almost like ratio the significance of what that is, it's like just times it by two. Yeah. So in a game to a hundred, he's, he dropped 30 points. Yeah. I mean, then someone would be like, Oh my God. Wow. He had a great game. Oh, he's averaging 30 points. That's crazy. That's like James Harden. That's like Trey Young. Exactly. We have guys in the league. They're doing that. So I think that once, I think that that is something that Pete, we absolutely have to. And you know what I mean? Listen, man, that's on us. You know, uh, that's absolutely something that we can explore and getting more coverage on is exactly what these stats mean and how these stats translate to the big three game, the fireball three games specifically, um, and what the significance of that is. No, absolutely. I love that idea. And I think that's something that, you know, we as a podcast would should highlight a little bit more. I mean, throughout the season. Yeah. For anybody who's, you know, first time listener, first time viewers, maybe even just, you know, watch for the first time last year. I think that's something that we should right. definitely highlight because, I mean, think about it this way, too. I mean, 15 points per game. I mean, that's that's a little what a little over 
or a little less than a third of the points, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, that, that the easiest way to do it, I always tell people is just eat, let's even play it conservative. Just times it by two. And I'm not saying, and then people are like, oh, but it's not NBA. I know it's not NBA, but we're talking about what the significance of that is. Is that how they Dropping sound? 15 points. Yeah, that's how they all sound. I love it. Dropping 15 points in a big three game is the, I don't want to say the equivalent, but it has just about the same impact as dropping um, 15 points in a big three game or dropping 30 points in an NBA game yeah. because it's we only played a 50. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we essentially need our own per 36. Right. You're right. We do. I don't know per how. Per whatever. I'm not sure I how I don't know how you that do that. Works out. Yeah. No, but you're right. Yeah. But that's something that would be cool, you know, if anybody listening and is a math wizard. You know, clearly not us on the show because. No, no, man. Yeah, we don't say less. I'm, I'm just going to say less about that. But I don't do math. <laughs> if anyone on the show or anyone's listening to the show would love, you know, to someone to come up with that kind of stack that would be super cool to just kind of follow throughout the season and really just highlight the impact of what some of these guys are doing i, I think it's, it's going a little undercredited and yeah so like what so like we'll mine them what was it exactly it was what 34 points i believe it was 34 i think the old one was mcgetty the year prior right 33 you're right yeah so so 34 points so times that by two he dropped 68 I mean, you yeah, know, that's over uh, that's 100% crazy. of what of the team's points or, you know, yeah. or you're thinking about it from a 100-point a standpoint. I mean, 64 out of 100 points. I can't even imagine that. So that's wild. That's insane. Yeah, absolutely. And the league's own – listen, you know, the big three has yet to have the Wilt Chamberlain game, right? They've yet to have the Kobe 81 Um so until that happens, I mean, listen, it, what is going to end up happening is somebody like Joe Johnson is just going to drop 50, you know? That's going to be crazy. I don't even know if that's I mean, good that, for the league. I mean, I, I don't know if it's necessarily good or bad. I think one game is crazy. You know, if if one guy was averaging 50 points, yes, I think you can make an <laughs> argument. But I think it would it would kind of be crazy to watch one guy just I mean, <laughs> just sure, yeah. If, if someone's hot, straight you know, points. Why, why are we going to take I mean. the ball away yeah. from him? Yeah, no, I feel that. That would be pretty wild. I mean, in a sense, that's just what they were doing for Will Chamberlain, right? And that, and he's just a right. freak. he was just a freak of nature. Yeah. So, anyways, that's our TED talk on the significance of some of this stuff. That's and... advanced analytics in the big three. <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a wild, crazy day. Glad the schedule's final finally out. Hoping for some of the, you know, we've seen Jeff Kwanowitz. He's always someone to keep an eye on. If you're not following him, make sure you are. I feel like he drops a lot of hints throughout his tweets. Well, did you just see what I what I saw what I retweeted? I will in about five seconds. Eighteen hours ago, he tweeted this. He said, "Did you know that Memphis has consistently led the country in viewing market share all three years the league has been televised? Clearly, Memphis loves the big three. Wow, that was eight. That was eighteen hours ago. Wow. Um, then." Eight hours later, boom! Memphis has opening opening day, night or opening day. Wow! He always does this. You just got to catch it. Well, last year he was doing he, he was dropping a lot of hints too of players that were going to join, right? So, yes. would be cool to see. Maybe that maybe the Memphis thing could also be a reference to Zebo, potentially. I mean, maybe. All I know is that if you got Zebo back in Memphis, oh man, I might cry. 
I'd drive to Memphis for that. Hands down. And to see they have to invite that kid back, right? Who's that kid that he had like the famous like uh you know, like the kid that's on like his dad's shoulders and he like hugs Zebo and Zebo like shakes his hand and oh. they played it during all like his retirement clips. Yeah, what who was that kid? I know exactly what you're talking uh, about. But, but they got to bring that kid back. Oh, yeah. Big facts. Got to. Yeah. That, I mean, can't say it better than that. What do you think? What are your thoughts on the championship game being in Detroit? I mean, listen, man. I'll tell you. Um, Detroit had it what? Did Detroit have it first game last year? I Is think that right? It was. If it wasn't the first game, it was within the first three weeks. Can't remember. It was Detroit. And somebody no, else. Oh, actually, I think you are right. I forgot they had two cities for each day. Right. So, yeah, I think you and are so, right. It was one of the first two correct cities. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Detroit was also the city where uh, Gilbert Arenas was supposed to make his debut, and a lot of these guys, but guys didn't play. Like, Corey Maggetti didn't play. Yeah. Gilbert Arenas didn't play. So, now maybe they're making it up to you guys a little bit. Now you go back. It's going to be the championship. You know, guys are going to be playing then. Well, I feel like Detroit, too, has just shown a lot of love. I think a lot of players and personnel in the big three also have a lot of connections and ties to Detroit as well. So maybe a lot of family members as well that didn't necessarily get to see these guys play originally when they were pros uh, in the NBA or overseas. Now they get a chance to see them in Detroit. So that's going to be fun. I think that's going to be cool. I love that the playoffs are in Portland. I think that's going to be a lot of fun as well. I think Portland's a city that's going to show a lot of love. Before we move on to Portland, before we move on to Portland, I will say this about Detroit. It does kind of support my uh, my pick, my bivouac sleeper pick. Because if you're Will Bynum and you see that championship game is in Detroit, it's a little bit, little another log in the fire. So, I have to say, what what happens when the draft is over and you get to analyze these teams a little bit more? Are you are you shying or backing off bivouac any? So you're telling me. So basically, what you're asking me is if. I'm asking if, you if Big uh, Black's going to be your pick, thick or thin. So I believe what you're trying to say is if experienced uh, NBA and now Big Three coach uh, Reggie Theus and player captain Will Bynum just have a complete stinker of a draft after probably implementing one of the finest examples of the youth movement we've seen in Big Three history back in 2019, they now just completely forego that process. They have a completely horrible draft. Am I still sticking by them? I mean, it was a pretty black or white answer, but yeah, I mean, the long story short, yeah. Well, I I think my answer would be a solid, I'll have to think about it, but um, (laughs) as for right now, they're my sleeper. Love it. and They're not my pick to win at all. They're my sleeper. You understand the difference? No, I I completely understand. I, I know what you're saying. You're saying that they're a team that's being overlooked. That needs a lot of love. I mean, listen, they have one of the best captain trios in the league, obviously. Josh Smith, really Anthony Morrow, do. Will Bynum. That's a nasty trio. And then, you know, who who knows who they're going to add this year. They obviously, I mean, from my from my perspective and my thoughts behind it, I think they're going to add a lot more big three experience this year. But, you know, maybe they don't. Who knows? I just think that's personally something that would – benefit them a little bit more that they didn't do last year didn't take that approach last year so who knows again too like we have to we have to think what's crazy about this whole process about building these teams out is that the lottery is random for all three rounds so 
you know, Bivlet could have the first pick three times or they could have the last pick three times of each round. We don't know. So that's just... Well, so here's the question I wanted to ask you. Um, I wanted to ask you if you think that that's still a good idea. Well, for ball hogs, because no. Well, that's what I'm saying. So we've consistently had... Well, first of all, let's talk about two sides of this coin. The argument for changing it is we've consistently had the same teams really been bad. Been be bad. Um, besides really killer threes that went from one of the worst teams, one of the best teams last season, uh, three-headed monsters and three-headed monsters, tri-state and ghost ballers have always sort of been like, you know, either upper tier to like mid tier. Uh, power has been good. Um, triplets, it's just been one season, so we'll see, but I'm, I'm assuming that they're not going anywhere. Um, everybody else, it's really only been one year, so you can't say, but there hasn't been, besides killer threes going from the bottom of the league to the top and trilogy going from the top of the league to the bottom, there hasn't really been a ton of movement. So you say, now do you change, is that because this draft process, now you have to change it and give ball hogs the number one pick. But now the flip side of that coin is this three headed monsters, depending on your opinion of how the playoffs should be gone, either shouldn't have made the playoffs or just barely did. And they had not only one of the, the best uh, captain trios, but they also had top three picks, I believe, in each round. So what's, what's, so, the, what's the question? So, uh, so I'm saying, do you think that they should change it? And do you go? Do you prescribe to the method that they should change it? Because ball hogs, just okay. like in any, any other sport, they've been consistently bad. They deserve a top pick. Okay. Or do you say, like three-headed monsters, it doesn't matter. All right, I, it all okay, matters I, I see, on how I see you what you're it. saying now. Okay, and good context behind that question. And it, you make an interesting point. You know, I gotta, I gotta say, you know, here's here's my thought process. I think that when your team has struggled in the first three years of its existence, going into year four, they should get a shot to really build this thing from the ground up again. I know they've had their chances. I know they've made trades throughout the league, probably the most trades throughout the league's history. But I think in such a pivotal year of movement where you're adding so much and so many different types of players to the draft pool. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, you got it. You got to give ball hogs at least one more shot. at really building this thing again with, with yeah. the captains they have now, you know, I, I think it's only fair for them to get their shot. And I think too, I mean, I know we have a lot of teams that went four and four last year. If the big three really wants to shake things up and, and really, really see those standings flip flop, you know, compared to last season, yeah, I think this would be the best approach. You know, let's see. And let's see, too. I mean, you know, just because you get a high draft pick doesn't necessarily mean that you pick a great player. You know, we, we saw we saw last year. Do you think Royce White was necessarily the number one pick or should have been the number one pick? Do you think Chris Johnson should have been necessarily the number two pick? You know, I think, I think Will McDonald definitely had an argument to be top three last year. So... You know, I think, yeah, let's let's just make it the tra- 
traditional way. I know the big three really likes to throw a spin on everything that they're doing, but I think let's make it the traditional way, at least for draft purposes. And let's see what, you know, I think you, it's fun for the big three to put a spin on everything, but I think in a league of so much more unknown and uncertainty of what you're getting from some of these guys in the draft pool and only seeing like a one day combine essentially, let's just keep it traditional. Let's see how good these guys are at drafting. Let's see how good, let's see what their strategies are. Let's find some other good draft gurus, you know, like a Dermar Johnson. I think, I think that'd make right. it fun. Let's do it that way. Okay. I like that. I, mean, I like you, that answer. I mean, you've been think. I mean, clearly you've been thinking about it a little bit. Do you like, them doing the lottery for each round uh i'll be honest with you i really wasn't a fan of it that's fair do you feel like just because that, do you feel like three-headed monsters i mean three-headed monsters got three great picks and they barely made the playoffs imagine if they didn't get those picks right do they still well, make- imagine let's say let's say they nailed every single pick right like i don't want to like oh let me see no i'm interested I want to see who was, like, the top player taken in each round of the draft. Like, number um, one overall? Like, who should have been number one? Oh, I see. So, so Three-Headed Monsters took Larry Sanders. Um, four picks later, Aliens took Greg Oden. And then seven picks later, Ghost Ballers took Jamario Moon. So they could have had Greg Oden backing up Reggie Evans. And then in the second round, with the 13th pick, they took Trey Simmons, which they ended up uh, cutting. Um, but Aliens, that like this is a loaded round. Before them, Bivouac took CJ Leslie. Uh, the one pick before them, Killer Threes took Dante Green. But then if you look at everyone who was taken afterwards, Tri-State took Jason Richardson. Triplets took Alan Anderson. Trilogy took Sam Young. Aliens took Alex Scales. Excuse me, Ghostballers took Alex Scales. Aliens took Brandon Rush. Ballhogs took Jermaine Taylor, and Enemies took Craig Smith. So Aliens. So that's an insane round. I mean, everybody here. If you would have told me last year that was the first round, I would have said absolutely. Um, all those, all of those picks. That's not a single bad player on that list. Everybody played phenomenal for their teams, but besides probably probably the one that worked out the least was Trey Simmons. Yeah. So, you know I mean? So let's say that they just absolutely nail that pick and they get Craig Smith. That's now – now you're talking about a team that has uh, Rashard Lewis, Mahmoud Abdul-Raouf, Reggie Evans, Greg Oden, Craig Smith. Oh, man. And then in, and then in the third round, they get the second overall pick where they select Mario Chalmers – who I believe um, was was very good for them down the stretch, especially in the last few games. He really kind of found a role with the team as like a defensive uh, ball handler and distributor, and I, I thought he was very good. Um, but, and as we all know, uh, Trilogy, five picks later, Trilogy took Carlos Arroyo, and then two picks after that, Ghost Bowlers took Mike Taylor. So, you know what I mean? We can play this with every team and say who they missed on who they didn't, but... Just imagine three-headed monsters if they would have, if they would have nailed every single pick. So you would have had a bench of Mike Taylor, um, Greg Oden, and Craig Smith. I mean, yeah. I mean, we, can, we can. That even, is that is huge. 
That'd be wild. And, I, I mean, I'm even looking at it from this sense. Like, I see third-round triplets got the first pick. They obviously went with Sergario uh, Gibson, who is obviously a, a former teammate of Joe Johnson and Gennaro Pardo. I think that was a big reason for selecting him. And he was good in, in some of those games. But let's say that Gibson's not even in the draft and they take someone like Mike Taylor. You're telling me triplets would have Joe Johnson, Al Jefferson, Pargo, and then Mike Taylor coming off the bench, who is arguably fourth man of, who should have been fourth right. man of the year. And then yeah. also, a Chris, well, they ended up getting Jamario Moon from Chris Johnson. So, I mean, again, you're right. I think you could really stack these teams, and that's kind of not the purpose of the draft necessarily. So, right. I agree. I, I think I wasn't a, a huge fan of it. I think it made things a little bit confusing. And I think, but I think that's the fun part about this league too, right? It like is I said, fun. I mean, a like, lot it, of it's uncertainty. like, it's wacky. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. in a way. I don't mean that as like a negative. And like, I don't, I know that they really want to avoid like it being like gimmicky. Um, and I, I don't, it's definitely not gimmicky because I feel like to say that it's gimmicky means that it lacks substance and that's absolutely something that it doesn't, but it is, it is kind of like a wacky, like fun, fun way to do the draft. I do understand it. Um, but is it the most effective? I feel like we have to see, you know, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent sold on that still for this league, the best way to do the draft. Yeah, no, I agree hundred percent wholeheartedly. I, I think that we should try to go the traditional route this year you know if if i were calling the yeah. shots and then just just kind of compare and see what we get you know at season's end but a lot of things a lot of good things on the horizon i really do i, I really think you know as we continue to say throughout the off season this is a big year for for the league and the league could could really take you know not just a baby step but a huge jump into what they're ultimately trying to achieve. I know they're trying to take kind of that nurtured, slow approach to success or to their ultimate success, but I really think this could be a huge jump. And, you know, as a business owner, as a, as a league, as a whole, you don't mind that. You don't mind a significant boost, uh, whether it be organically or, or mediated by, uh, you know, people on the outside that love the league. So really looking forward to that. Like we said, a lot of good stuff on the horizon. Schedule's out. Last thing I should ask you about the schedule. What is the one place that you have not been on the schedule that you plan on hitting up this summer? Or trying to, at least. I mean, listen, I'll tell you what. um, And I know we sort of talked about this briefly. But in terms of well-traveled, I am not that at all. I mean, that is absolutely something that I really am working hard to, to change. But, I mean, I have, I have yet to leave uh, my time zone. So I have really only been uh, – the places that I have been on this list, um, <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at it. I, I've really just been to New York. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm talking about the specific cities. Like I've been in – oh, actually, oh, that's not true. I've been to D.C. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, I've been in Connecticut, but I've never been to Hartford. Um, I've been to Florida, but I've never been to Miami. Um, okay, so you, but yeah, yeah, so it's just more other than city. but other than that though, right? But these specific places, I mean, no, nah, the only the only two places I've been is, is New York and Washington D.C. I haven't really 
been to these other cities. So I'm really excited just to go to as many as I can. You know, I mean, I hope I yeah. get the opportunity to. Um, the two I'm definitely going to hit up, I'm definitely going to hit up New York because that's easy. I'm right there. Um, I'm definitely going to hit up Hartford because that's a uh, that's a quick trip. Um, and then, listen, man, if if the stars align, I'd love to go to Detroit. You know, yeah. I understand that Portland's a little bit of a big ask, but, you know, I would I would love to go to Detroit. Um, you know, I'd love to go to Miami, too. But, hey, we'll uh, we'll have to see how the cookies crumble, right? Yeah, no, certainly. And I think – What about me, you? Well, I think for me it's a little bit tougher this year. I think I was very fortunate for it to be in Atlanta last year. Obviously get a great slate of games and then get a show at the end there, a little strip tease. But this year it's going to be a little bit tougher from a sense of just a lot of these places are, are not as close as I'd hoped for. But, again, gives me a reason to travel this summer. So I think yeah, I definitely want to try to hit Memphis. I think that might be the closest one to the Atlanta area. If not, it would maybe be D.C. or Miami. Would love to it's see. It's not. Yeah. Would love to see Gilbert no, Arenas back in, in Washington, D.C. No, I mean, just from the way that everyone's talking, all the players, it sounds like D.C. is going to be the place to be. Yeah, so I, I would love to try to hit that spot if that was possible. And, you know, like you said, Detroit would be cool. I've always wanted to go to Portland, so if I can make that happen, I definitely would try to make it happen. And, yeah, I Sacramento could be a cool one. Never been there. Although, Never been there either. Been watching a, I've been watching like some of these like creepy videos on like the Golden State Killer lately. So oh okay, a little yeah. a little that bit, was in that was in like the seventies. That was in Sacramento, was it? Well, it was around. I think he w- originally started around there somewhere. Wasn't so, the Zodiac Killer was is that the Golden State Killer? So, I don't think so. I think the Golden State Killer was oh. initially, you know, had multiple names being being the east bay something or the something ransacker so i think the good part is is that they finally figured out who it is with some dna testing and that's good and we're able to find them however that being said still still sounds like uh i'm sure they've kind of secured some things in a sense but uh regardless well, we had we had um oh god what was his name uh i think it was the long island killer right am i thinking of that right that sounds familiar but yeah that 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 was like what four years ago yeah that was pretty recent uh, wasn't it that's like right yeah, in the back of the woods yeah i mean he that was crazy and it was just on this one road which like i knew like uh, oh they found him actually is that true i'm not i'm not gonna say his name but uh i don't know i don't know why i'm afraid to say his name but i don't want to put that karma out there um but yeah so that that was crazy i mean i remember that was happening and i was like oh my god like there was like a serial killer like a couple miles from my house and yeah it worked itself out yeah absolutely so anyways (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's great (laughs) yeah anyway so uh i'm glad you're glad you're alive and everything and everything worked out but (laughs) No, really, that's good. I'm glad that he didn't get you while he was out, and I'm glad that they were able to yeah, capture him. But I think just leading back to the schedule here, I think ultimately I'm just going to try to hit as many as possible. I think that's really only the only thing I can do, and I think it just makes for some fun weekends. And not and, and just, you know, I think the cool part is all the games are on one day, right? So 
it gives you a chance to like go to the game, spend, you know, five or six hours at the games. And then maybe the next day, whether it be, I think most of the games are going to be on Saturday. So maybe the next day on Sunday, you get to explore, travel the city a little bit, or maybe that night you get to do that. So, you know, maybe it just, it just calls for, for some more traveling and some more trips. So it should be a, a lot of fun this summer and should be a good chance to, like I said, do some traveling. Looking forward to it. And and another thing, yeah, and another thing too is, which is something that I don't really think anybody's touched on, um, is that they do have off uh, July 4th. There's no games that Saturday. Oh. So every team gets a buy. Did not recognize that. That's a good, that's a good looking at I didn't recognize that either. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't recognize that either until like my 10th time looking over the schedule. Because um, I kept on going from June 27th to July 11th. I'm like, why is there such a big gap there? Um, and then I was like, oh, the 4th of July. So, yeah, so it's so basically every team gets week three as their bye week. So if you were an NFL team, you'd be pretty pissed off right now. But if you're a big three team, you're like, all right, nice. Yeah, no, I, that that's perfect. I think that just is another reason to love the big three. It's so fan-centric, you know, but also so player-centric And patriotic. As well. And patriotic, definitely. So – yeah, I think I think we've covered all the the news that's gone on within the league over the past, I guess, couple of days to a week or so. Anything else you want to add before we conclude this this one? Episode thirty, the three zero, the big thirty. Oh, the big three zero. Um, I mean, listen, I think we have a lot of exciting stuff on the horizon. I mean, you know, the schedule's out now, so now we can start planning. Um, the next big thing is going to be figuring out the captains. So between now and May, between now and the draft, it's going to just going to be figuring out the captains and even maybe a little bit after. Um, but you know, Nick Young, uh, Ben Gordon, Zach Randolph, Matt Barnes, these are all names that have sort of been circulating around Dwayne Wade. So we'll see if any of them manifest. Uh, but it's absolutely exciting times. Yeah, if we can at least get one of those guys you just named, I think that'd be a win. I really do. I, yeah. think, I think that'd be a win for sure. So looking forward to that. Appreciate everyone who's listening, who listened to this episode. Appreciate anyone who's listening to this on Dash Radio. We really appreciate the support and love talking about the big three and just exposing it to more people, more and more people, I should say. Really, this was a fun episode. Again, like Will said, we have a lot of good stuff coming on the horizon. And that'll conclude this one so appreciate everyone who tuned in look out for some splash alerts and tune into the next one Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.